2: This is Paul Hawksby And Andy Jacobs And welcome to the H&J Daily Some of the best bits of this afternoon show We've quite a few studio guests in Andy, what, what, what floated your boat today? What did you like?
3: Well, I enjoyed meeting young Dean Armit Yeah a, a man wise beyond his years, I would
2: assume. Yeah, he, a man who became a sports agent aged 15 <laughs> no, Blimey never. And he's in The Apprentice at the moment That's where you, where you, you may know the name from Also we were joined by Woody and Kleiny, who uh, were on Britain's Got Talent but since then they've become kind of Instagram YouTube sensations and we've met Woody before as you will uh, discover that's right uh, here <laughs> Eight minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. We have slightly differing views we on do. this, but every- I think a lot of people will have. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, every- yeah. everybody
2: wants their Fortnum's worth and uh, or Tuppence
3: worth. I don't yeah, know how yeah, much. the old it. money. Yeah, exactly. And everybody's going to have a different view on it. Mm. Personally, me, I wouldn't have handled it that way. I would have just sat them down, gotten to shake hands. Sorted it all out, fined Sterling for his indiscretion, and then moved on. I, I
2: don't think, I think he's made it worse by doing this. Right. But there you go. Um, there is a danger to that, of course. Uh, he's someone who witnessed b- b- generations of good England players not turn it on collectively as a team because there were these kind of schisms, these. Uh, d- Problems with the squad, where players from one club wouldn't talk to another, and I think he's very aware of that. He's talked a lot about it, and it's one of those line in the sand things. So when someone brings club football to to uh, international football, yeah, yeah no, I think no, I'm not. He finds I'm, not it say,
3: I'm not saying Sterling was right. Yeah. Sterling has admitted himself that he was wrong. No, he and... well,
2: Yeah, I think actually, I I looking at it this morning before you said to me you thought he'd got it wrong. I thought everybody had come out of it very well. I thought I thought um, Southgate had been very strong on it, and he'd mm. done. You know, you've managed people, I've managed people, and you've got to do what you think is right, ultimately. You've got to stand by that. Mm. So he was strong, and he made a stand for all the reasons I just said. Um, Sterling was right, because he didn't sort of flounce off, he didn't go to somebody in the press, he didn't get his agent on the case. He he said, I'm sorry, I got that wrong, I shouldn't have done it. You know, so he's been adult about it you as I well. would have
3: had a little bit of licence because he's done so much good work for England on yeah. the field and off the field, or he made a mistake. I'm not sure I'd make him miss the 1,000th game. It's quite a big game to miss. It's going to be, you know... and. England yeah, still need the points. I, I faced just think he could have fined him and he could have told him off and they could have got together. They've both made it up. I think that could have happened. I just think he escalated it by banning him right. from the game.
2: The That's flip all. side of what would have happened is they try and deal with it in-house. The word gets out that there was quite a nasty flare-up because it sounds like it wasn't great. Oh, in no, I wouldn't admit I, I, it. So then, wouldn't, then three o'clock yeah. this afternoon, they say, Gareth, we understand there was a bit of a problem with Joe Gomez and Raheem Sterling. He says, oh, it was nothing. It was, it was handbags. handbag. No, he
3: could say, yes, I, yeah. and
2: I got them together. I find
3: Raheem because I thought he was out of order and now we all move on I just wouldn't abandon from the game I just think it was an unnecessary escalation
2: that's all to the other players you are damned if you do and damned if you don't aren't you because um, he doesn't do anything and players say oh yeah Raheem you know he's one of his favourites I wouldn't have got away with that he did the flip side of that is players get around and say I thought that was a bit over the top you know he's a good lad Raheem he did say sorry and they've Said what you said. So it's quite difficult. All mm-hmm. Gareth Southgate can do is what he thinks is right uh, as yeah. the man manager. No, no, so we, so yeah. can, we can all disagree, but he's got to stand or fall on that. And I think it would have been difficult for him, whatever he'd done. So yeah, it was a difficult situation. And uh, yeah. we've seen the little scratch. He did this, this tiny little scratch that they've shown a close up mm-hmm. on Joe Gomez's face. This is a bloke who plays against Ashley Barnes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? Chris Wood or, something. Yeah, or Chris. Wood. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Somebody who give you a bit of a workout <laughs> physically. I think, I think, I think Joe <laughs> yeah. Gomez won't be rushing off to uh, to no. have that uh, bit of TCP on that one. I think no. he'll live, whatever <laughs> went on. He will. Should uh, wish
3: David English well, actually. I, I got an email from yeah, him Yeah, Lord Bunbury. He's not been well, has not he? Not been well, but I think, gather he's
2: on the men, or I hope he is. I don't know, he'll be listening, so we yeah. send our love to him, as we always do. He just got his 100th Bunbury. Uh, yeah. So keep. um was uh, was the hundredth Bumbry to play for England? So Dave, a, a very speedy recovery to you. And a very strange picture of Boris Becker in
3: the paper today. Mm. And uh, I thought he was hard up for money. He certainly wasted some buying a terrible coat that he's wearing with a sort of Let's have a, he's, look, he's yeah. like a it's like a fox round him, yeah. Without the head, it's, it's not it does. Nice. It's it's not. Yeah, it's. it's the Queen not, wouldn't wear that. She said, I've not had "That's of not. Fur. Oh,
2: that's not real fur." He's in enough oh, that's trouble already. Definitely real. You really? Of oh, course. It looks. Someone's it, got a face on it. It's not good, is it? <laughs> yeah. It's a collar with a face on it. <laughs> it's, it's not it, a good look, is it? It's. <laughs> it's almost. If you, you can see it moving, if it's like a magic eye picture. Yes. Yeah, that's not a good coat. That, is doesn't it? go with that coat either. Not a good coat at all. Well, you're the fashionista, Andy. To your superior knowledge (laughs) of that, and
3: Kieran Trippier has been uh, speaking in the paper today, interviewing The Guardian with Sid Lowe. He said uh, he's revealed that Diego Costa's nickname for him is Rooney. Yeah, (laughs) that's not very original, (laughs) is it? No, but he just does it all the time and uh, just calls him Rooney. That sort of footballer's witless humour, he keeps doing the same joke over and over. It's almost about bullying, really, but he says he likes (laughs) it. And he said everybody else calls him Rooney now. Oh, okay. Does he mind or what? I don't think. I don't think he does. He says he's loving every moment, and uh, he just said uh, he's he's quite happy with it. He doesn't Good. mind. What can okay. You know, he's got to say that it's all right. I do love it when people go wrong on social media and everybody piles in. is <laughs> Stella McCartney. She did actually mm. one, to be fair to her, she did one nice yeah. message about Remembrance Day. But she sort of did, so honoured to have the uh, HRH Duchess of Sussex in our autumn coat, <laughs> autumn 19 coat at the
2: right. Remembrance Day
3: service. And of course
2: people piled so the in So fi- the feeling was she was trying to flog coats uh, <laughs> yes. on Remembrance Day. Basically, yes. Okay, yeah. And she deleted it. So, okay, so fair enough. Various people said sure she
3: didn't. Remembrance Day is not. Everybody used. can make a mistake. Even oh Randy yes, no, I know. That's social media for you. Yeah. It gets you into trouble. That's right. And uh, Alberto Salazar is uh, going to be appealing at the Court of Arbitration mm. for Sport uh, about his four-year ban. And honestly, if he's found guilty, I hope they make it an eight-year ban or life. Right. Okay. Yeah definitely
2: but he might be innocent so he might yeah well he could be be beautifully brought back thank you very much Um, we should uh, Richie Tao scored a great goal the other day did he? yeah he he earned Salford a replay against Burton in the FA (laughs) Cup and I thought should he ever want to stray from the world (laughs) of football maybe Richie (laughs) Tau would like to have a career in TV of course he would (laughs) so uh, if you've got any suggestions uh, for uh, Richie let us know I was thinking throw in the towel, which is like a sort of challenge Annika (laughs) sort of a Nick Knowles garden yeah, that's a good idea, thing you know what i mean so yeah. you think oh we've had a lot of problems this has happened that happens you know but oh let's throw in the towel and then uh, richie comes in and, and makes things happen i don't know anyway talksport.com text eighteen eighty nine. tower that's his nickname tower it would be tower yeah, yeah talksport.com text eighteen eighty nine. tweet tsh and j if you uh want to weigh in with a few of those this afternoon the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast from Talksport. Now, you may well know Woody and Kleiney from social media, from Instagram and YouTube, where they've been a huge success. You may remember them from uh, Britain's Got Talent. If you love the film In the Hands of the Gods about uh, the uh, freestylers who went off to uh, track down Diego Maradona, then you'll probably know uh, uh, Woody from that. We're delighted to say they've joined us in the studio. uh, They have, I'll say, old media, a book. Uh, remember books? I remember books. Yeah, yeah, those were the days. The social struggle—how we took over the the internet. Boys, good afternoon. Good to see you. Hi
1: guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks for having us. So
2: why have you gone down the book route? Because I mean, you're very much a kind of uh, a kind of modern phenomenon. But here we are with, say,
1: old media. Yeah. Do, <laughs> do you know what? Because uh, look, we're all about um, bridging the gap between everything that we could possibly can sort of thing. And this was an opportunity for t- for us to do something and um, be able to put something out there that we're really proud of, where everyone can kind of connect with. Because obviously, you uh, you could do the hard copy. You've got the audio and so on so it, we're going to kind of kind of cover every angle with it so um we thought yeah by, by, by getting a book out there we could we could do that you know
4: how did you boys meet then how did you kind of become mates so we met uh years ago i can't as long as i can remember just through family friends mm-hmm. uh, through my cousin adam um we was originally football freestylers yeah uh, so we used to do um, all the football tricks we was on britain's got talent and then i got a really bad back injury um, and it kind of put me out of football, put me out of football freestyle as well. And me and Woody kind of looking at each other was doing the act thing. We wanted to stay together. And um, we was like, where do we go? Um, and we decided there was, you know, to go down the entertainment route, the, the kind of comedy route. And um, we saw a gap in the market on social media and we, we didn't look back, you know. So. Did it take off? I mean, you've you said it didn't take off immediately. The book is its called The Social Struggle
2: because, you know, you can... Uh, we were talking about this last yeah, week, yeah. when we? we had... Uh, somebody's written a book, Sarah McCorkley, about kind of... Uh, influences. Media influences. Mm. And, and, you know, they're, it, they're, it's quite a difficult thing to pull off. If you're too cynical about it, saying, OK, we're going to go and we're going to do that, people won't always buy it. They it's
3: really like are. deliberately trying to go viral and it yeah. yeah. happens. You have to yeah. buy
1: into the authenticity of it, don't you? 100%. I mean, look, the social struggle is... It, it's our journey, and it's about, obviously, the trial, tribulations, the hard times, and it's been, it has been a struggle. I mean, me and Klein have been doing this for six, seven years, and a lot of people see on social media all the happiness. It's very easy to create this sort of, this front page of everything's great, everything's rosy, and everything's easy and happy and so on, but uh, the truth to it is, is that it's been an absolute grind, mm. you know. I mean, we we worked uh, for free for the best part of five years before we even got our first paid job, and a lot of people are like, you're going to continue doing this, you're going to mm. continue, keep Keep pushing, keep pushing on something that you're not actually making a living from. But we really believed in the dream, and and we believed that it was a struggle we was going to go through in order to get there. You know, nothing comes easy, uh, and we we really um, we really portrayed that in the book. You know, to let people know what it takes to actually uh, reach your goals. And we went from zero to over 10 million followers. And um, right, right, right. So you should That's give us impressive.
2: the numbers. What I mean, Instagram mm. and YouTube. What are we talking about, then, boys? Yes.
4: Yeah, so on Instagram, uh, go on, clients. We've we're, got uh, nearly five million on Instagram now. <laughs> uh, around two <laughs> who on uh on youtube sorry Mm -hmm. and on facebook uh, around 3.5 nearly 4 million um so we're just yeah we're just Going to keep on growing now and we, we don't want to stop we yeah. haven't got to like a certain level and we're like we're happy with that we want to get to you know 20 million 30 million and um and then bridge try and bridge the gap between social media and tv we're looking to go into some tv okay. stuff now as do you well you need
2: to i mean we talk. we do know
4: how, yeah.
3: how easy is it to monetize all this because you can get these big figures but mm. well i think i think yeah. it, those
4: sorts of figures probably yeah. quite easy <laughs> you, well, no, <laughs> you, question, you say that it is yeah. it's still hard mm. you know i mean even when we had one million um across all platforms we were struggling to monetize um and now it's getting a bit easier you yeah know, it's getting easier we're, we're monetizing through advertisements on like youtube and facebook and then we get you get brand deals as well mm. so you get brands coming to you they want to put your brands in their their brand in their video uh, in our video sorry yeah and and that's how we make money um but it's it's tough you the, the brands are very specific about what go sorry. the brands are specific specific sorry about um what goes in the content, you yeah. know? Yeah, they don't want yeah. certain, certain pieces of our content where we're pranking, they might not like yeah. that. You they know? don't want so, it to reflect badly exactly, on what, what they're yeah. doing.
2: So, I mean, it's that's tough. the thing. It's a it's a trade-off, isn't it? Because, there's, as we said, authenticity, so yeah. the people that follow you have an expectation of the sort of things you do. Um, they don't want that watered down mm. uh, by the brand. So you have to find a balance, don't you? 100%. Yeah. People. So what was the breakout bit of content then, Woody? What was the one... Mm. Was there something <laughs> you thought we got? you got some real traction out of and you look back and you
1: say that was the moment it started to turn and we, we it started to take off for us. Yeah, there really is, you know. Um, I mean, we've been obviously making all sorts of types of content. I mean, we've got, like, ten different strands of uh, types of content what we deliver. Um, so that ranges from being, like, sketches, pranks, reality... Uh, I said sketches already, sorry, yeah, visual yeah, effects, yeah. magic and so on. And this one video we did, we were shooting it over the course of a, a long period of time, but it was called Can It Swim? Mm-hmm. So basically it would be me grabbing an item of Kle- uh, Kleinese and yeah. vice versa and throwing it towards water and being like, can it swim? And then <laughs> and having to save it. So it could be a phone, could be a wallet, could <laughs> yeah. be his expensive pair of trainers. It
4: was an expensive video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And um, it just, it, it just uh, when we uploaded it, it just got such an amazing reaction. It ended up going like super viral. Um, and then people were trying it all over the world. Every time we walk down the street, someone's, like, coming up to us saying, I can it swim, trying to grab stuff (laughs) off us and throw it at us and what have you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all good fun and games. 21 million
3: people. I've just had a look. Watch that video so
2: far.
1: Yeah, it's oh, amazing. So, it's amazing. I mean one of our biggest videos on Facebook's uh, done two hundred and twenty two million yeah. views. So it's um wow. so we're pretty proud You've got of
2: your me. own you talk about branding, you've got your own brand, haven't you? Like, you're yes. both there in your L U C sweatshirt. That's it. So like, create, yeah. yeah. I mean that's like right.
4: social media has allowed us to do that, which mm. is crazy. It's allowed us to create our own clothing line now. And the message behind it is you know, let us create um, you know, for those who kind of just want to step outside their comfort zones and create their own reality. And, you know, over the years of going back to brands, we was working with a lot of brands and they were like, you got to do this, you've got to do that, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no, let us create. You know? Yeah. We know our audience, yeah. we know our followers. Well, that's, so, I think they, yeah. they, they'd be mad it's to good, do otherwise, otherwise
2: what they
3: buying into you for? <laughs> exactly, you know? yeah. It, yeah. I think it's interesting in the yeah. book where you talk about when you first did it, you know you thought it was good but now when you look back you realise it was rubbish <laughs> <laughs> you true.
4: and developed a lot which is great I think. It's, it's all about evolving we feel um, and we've evolved so much over this, the last seven years and uh, we look back at some of the content we was producing you know six years ago and we're like what was we doing At yeah.
1: <laughs> the time you think it's great that's yeah, thing yeah. about it but enough
2: I, people enjoyed it so, to
4: yeah. keep, keep
2: it going so that's good do you, yeah. ne- do you need TV I mean it seems like a daft thing to say but the, you talk about having control... Creatively, I yeah. mean that that gets more difficult sometimes in TV. Yeah. And you know, you, you've you've got the control at the moment. You've mm. got that control that that you may not
1: get well, and, uh, well, uh, elsewhere. Brands interfere. Try commissioning editors.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah, the yeah.
1: thing is, I mean, me and Kleiner, we've um, it is kind of it is, from the start. And the reason we got into social media is because we wanted to go into that industry, and we had no weight in the industry because we had no following or anything like that. We got turned down by everyone we contacted, mm. a- agencies, media agencies, and everything. Production and yeah, and, and we're like basically if we, we just thought, you know what, let's start our own social medias, let's yeah. basically do the sort of stuff that we get a kick out of, create our own audience and then people have to take notice if we're able to grow it to a certain level and that's exactly what we've done now and it's amazing because people are coming our way uh, and headhunting us for different things because we've got that there and we've kind of proven that it works sort of thing. So yeah. um, then it's a chance for us to bridge the gap because we, I mean, yes... I think that like look the numbers do speak for themselves and we can make a a scary amount of money doing what we're doing from social media but for us it's more than it's not just about money it's about being credible and and kind of following the dream that we had at the beginning as well and bridging that gap and no one's really bridged the gap completely in the way that we want to uh and that's exactly what we're setting out to do and we want to achieve so we'll be f- social media first but we've got our first TV show coming at, uh coming out after Christmas which right. we which we started can't that- tell you too much more
4: <laughs> <laughs> but that's so what we found we're difficult allowed. didn't we going back to the whole control thing yeah. is yes. what we create we have control in everything we do if we mm-hmm. film something and we don't like it we don't put it out yeah when we was on the TV show that's that's what we found difficult it's like we have no control right now yeah, we're, yeah. what we're, we're, we're saying you know what we're doing is is down to the producers and yeah. the editors and we shot, shot a little album. bit on
1: the beach and then I'll never forget it Klein he was like he, he went to camera oh can I have a quick look back at those rushes <laughs> at me, what have you and this is like in the early days of yeah, filming out with them and it was like excuse me yeah yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. look to retain as much creativity yeah, as you yeah, can yeah,
4: you I you think. what's the uh, pause challenge Oh well that's a trend we created go on clients tell them about it the pause challenge we just i don't know how we we come up with it but we just started pausing each other in strange scenarios you know Mm. so woody could be pouring a you know some milk into a glass and i'd be like pause and then while he's. While he's uh, paused, yeah. obviously the milk's going into the carpet over Phil's, you know? Yeah. Um, so. But once you've committed to the pause challenge, yeah. you're in. So, yeah.
1: like, if I happen, like, if you bought into it, lads, it's I'm literally. Funny. If I point the controller at you and I yeah. pause you, I don't care who's listening, mate, you're paused. This radio right. show stops. <laughs> I'm trying that with you, Owen, and you're halfway through
2: having a Jimmy, but it's never going to work, <laughs> is it? <laughs> I, mean, pausing I won't be able to tell the difference, to be really honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't just, go there. Just very quickly 12 years ago, you came in with uh, Ben Winston and, and Ben and game-turner when you're making it and you yeah. launched the film in the hands of the gods and you were one of the lucky ones Woody, when you got to meet diego didn't you did you got to that <laughs> I,
1: final stage i didn't did you? i can actually now reveal that yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, um Cheers it was it, yeah you know what it got a little bit emotional you did get emotional didn't <laughs> yeah. you and uh, we traveled halfway across the world and it took us a long time to do it and it was all worth it for four minutes and 31 seconds exactly <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, a wonderful yeah, yeah. film though it is really i mean
2: going the spirit. boys freestyle and you'll know a lot of people will know Jezza as well. they know Jeremy Lynch. I know from the work he does in in freestyling. So yes, the guys all yeah. there's some familiar faces there. But yeah, a bunch of mates who went off and freestyled, uh, and paid their own way, busking if you like, freestyling to get the money to meet Diego.
1: Yeah, exactly. Do you know what? It's uh, it's good that I mean you mentioned that in a way because it was that journey what kind of fueled a lot of the things which I did afterwards. And obviously we're going back like 12 years now mm. and what have you. And like I relate that now to mine and Kleinie's journey in terms of what we're doing, and it it, it really set the story for me and prove to me that dreams do come true if you want them to and what have you and it all comes down to what you're prepared to do in order to achieve it and uh, blood sweat and tears kind of were given to the cause in order to do what we did there and and we got to our goal and well. I certainly did anyway and yeah. I and experienced one of the best moments of my life and that's why I knew setting out on this journey with Kleiny doing what we're doing in social media I knew we could make it and we were in I'm talking years you know it took us like four years to get to like 50,000 followers on YouTube we yeah. gain that I mean, sometimes in a day quite to keep
3: going I mean, when you say four years it's a short sentence but that's a long yeah, time it's a exactly long time I mean, you're, you're, yeah.
5: you're banging you, know, you know,
2: you're banging the door and it's not really happening but, 100% well you know you've arrived when you're turning yeah. on the Christmas lights in Yes. <laughs> <and laughs> <laughs> <laughs> so that's <laughs> uh, this, don't worry about anything and I else. I do
3: like the way you commit to it. In, I was just watching it in the middle of the pause challenge. You're in a shop and you've actually got the remote with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: outside in the shop, in the sweet shop. Yeah.
4: If that gets whipped out, then it, ultimately we <laughs> yeah. have got to go with it. Good and stuff. Yeah. It, yeah, on, so yeah, I was going to say the only the only thing is now we've opened the can of worms because we're out and about now. And people kids, do that to you, yeah, kids are coming up to us. They're like, pause, and we've committed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, you've got to go. How long are you
2: there? could be there for hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 yeah, You don't do rewind as well, do you? I mean, that would
1: be a fast forward, Dustin. Uh, we've
4: done fast forward actually. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We've done a few of
1: them, but that one in particular actually trended. So obviously, to gain to, to kind of create a viral trend is a yeah. huge thing, and we ended up jumping off the back of our own trend because of the the amount that you can grow off of these videos. You know so people right. are searching for it and stuff and it's quite a proud a proud fit something we're really proud of well, and it they aren't getting any younger stuff. I can say that because <laughs> I know they're in Australia <laughs> yeah, but uh,
2: you know they're uh, unbelievable, them Yeah, they? yeah oh, they are. They're good lads. Yeah. Well, look, we wish you well, boys. Thank you. It's good to see you again, Woody. Thank, no,
1: you. thank you very
2: much, We never got around to talking about Spurs and Arsenal, but that's probably just as well at the moment for
1: both of us. <laughs> isn't <Yeah. it>? No, <laughs> fair play. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, if anyone wants to buy the book, they yeah. literally just go onto Amazon, click the, uh, type in the social struggle or Woody and Kleine and yeah. it comes straight up, sort of thing. Plenty so. of
2: pictures there, but maybe you could go down the same route. We were talking about that the other day. A few, a few pointers, uh, but you've got to put the hours in. So good to see you, yeah, boys. Yeah. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Frontlitdreams the publishers of the book, uh, The Social Struggle, uh, Woody and Klein. It's Paul Hawksby and Annie Jacobs here on TalkSport. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport.
3: Right, uh, I'm fascinated by this headline in the sun this morning. Fed up refs in VAR turmoil. Mm. Fuming Premier League refs fear VAR is making them look foolish. You're the ones that are running it. What are you talking about? (laughs) Brilliant, isn't it? Well, no. One day I, it's I, Michael Oliver on the pitch, but the next day it's Michael Oliver yeah, at but Stockley I Park. I think the
2: point is, they're being told what to do. They have a gaffer that is telling them how they should work the process. and And that's what's uh, making them look you know. stupid. And I think they've got a point. Other fans are now calling it LAR rather than VAR. Liverpool Assisted Review. <laughs> Uh, right, <laughs> uh, the the um, uh, the Sheffield United fans the other day uh, were calling it FVAR. Oh, I
4: see. And we, we agree with them. <laughs>
2: we agree with them. They got a round of applause this, for that. This honestly,
3: Trev in South Shields wrote to the Daily Star today. He said, if a Man City player had handled the ball in the area twice and fouled a Liverpool player in the box, would not Mike Riley have given pens? You think? not really, he's the boss of the rest, he wasn't on the pitch, you mean Michael
2: Oliver? It's yeah. Brilliant, these people. Well done. But even a few stories that the, uh, I don't know the strength of this, but the, 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 the documentary that's unfolding at Tottenham is not I think a few of the players are not massively enamoured with uh, when it's not going well having a camera stuck yeah, in their it's face. not a good idea, That. Uh, How a... much money can this company be paying? For yeah. It?
3: it can't be worth
2: it, this. I mean, yeah, there's just a, a little whisper I hear, but I'm, you know, I, I, I'm sure no-one will tell us otherwise, but... Um, well, it's we'll, obvious. We'll see. You know, it's, the it, last thing you, you want... feel when you... that. When it's not yeah, happening... If, it, it must compound it, mustn't it, if you're, if you're having a bit you of know, a tough time.
3: Yeah, it's one thing if you've just beaten Man City 3-1 you go back in the dressing room and you're all elated. Yeah. It? If you come off a sort
2: of grim 1-1 against Sheffield United where you should have lost. <laughs> you should have been outplayed, yeah. <laughs> Film that. Yeah. So anyway, mm. um, maybe Tottenham will sign uh, Richie Tao or maybe it will do more work in TV, mm. such as Tow Me Dry. Uh, Gareth gives up drink in <laughs> November. Um, that's, uh, or Tao Bale. Uh, uh, Gareth swapped teams for a month from Madrid to Salford, mm. uh, says so Ben in London. He's on fire today. He's got so many formats. Uh, What else have we got? Uh, um, Where's this one? I feel towel where Paul Eiffel and <laughs> Richie Tell go up the Eiffel Tower <laughs> stating facts about it. That's quite a limited format, I'd say. <laughs> I great, can see a it? lot of people... Liam from Sheffield, but thank you for it. Yeah.
3: There's a new... Uh, soon it'll be Thanksgiving in America. We don't do it here. Only, only a matter of only time. Only a matter of time we'll be yeah. doing that. Year. And uh, Pringles, the well-known snack company, have brought out a, a most unfortunate... I'm sure it looked... It was a good idea in the... in a of all the trimmings or something? Well, what it is, it's that thing... You know when you... I can't, it's called cockatrice. So where you t- you take a a big cockatrice. T- yeah, that's right. You, you p- take a big bird, then you stuff it with another bird, and then you stuff it with another bird like that. Yeah, that's thing. right. So, yeah, yeah. So it's it's basically a chicken inside a duck inside a turkey. So they've as made, a crisp yeah Blimey, they've made a limited edition flavour that's supposed to mimic the three bird banquet and it's called turd ducking <laughs> it's <most laughs> it's, unfortunate. Called, it's called what <laughs> turd ducking turd yeah okay yeah. it looks better in print I think than <laughs> saying looks, it Steam looks terrible in print yeah I'm not eating those okay, those okay well okay, you've got to give
2: them a try Andy well, I'm sure you name, could but. knock up a cock in trees for uh, your Christmas <laughs> guest, wouldn't you? Sure you definitely could. <laughs> I don't know. It looks, always looks incredibly difficult. You need a good butcher, in fact. Oh, God, Dave, but this is, is a touch laboured. Dave in Manchester, mm. Richie and Nicole Scherzinger set sail across the world's oceans <laughs> in the towel and the pussycat doll went to sea in a beautiful <laughs> pea-green boat. Oh, blimey, Dave. Laboured. I, I like it. Thank though.
3: you, though. Thank you, very good. But uh, talking of eating, I love this latest bit of pointless health advice. <laughs> this is when they saw say things like short people are more prone to something or other you think well, what am i going to do about that i'm not going to be able to get tall am yeah, i and yeah, this yeah. is another one this is eating dinner after 6 p.m may increase heart disease risks <laughs> we just have dinner at five o'clock <laughs> Well, you've,
2: you've got a bit of control left. It's not like being short is having your dinner early, Andy. That doesn't make any well, right, sense. So you're invited to a, a, a posh do. Like, we we'll a, say, a, yeah, I can make it, but only at five o'clock. <laughs> yeah. or, or would you t- mind serving dinner at ten, six o'clock? Ten to six, but I'll have to eat it very quickly. would <laughs> be great i have to just shovel it in. Put all three courses up and give me a shovel.
3: It's ridiculous.
2: Yeah. Right. Uh, our occasional series, I bet he's fun to have a pint with, mm. uh, where we uh, look at the interests of certain people and think, if you yeah. were Trapped in the corner of a pub with them, would it be difficult for you? Mm. And so we turn then to uh, George, uh, George Capenschi, 57, who has spent 14 years and more than £10,000 mm. on a collection of 1,000 oyster cards. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so there you are, you're in the pub, and George sidles over and he says, uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, what about, um, you know. They're the same. I've got my, my oyster cards. I've got <laughs> no, there's they've got a few. I didn't think they had as many as um, a thousand special editions, but really? you'd say this one's the kind of light blue, dark blue one, and oh, that's another light blue, dark blue. And that's, <laughs> yeah, so there's, uh, there's been five different kinds, and he's got a thousand, uh, 995 <laughs> yeah, of which are bog d- standard. I'm not right going country. out for a drink with him. Home so, we years. should wish a very happy birthday to our uh, worthy constituent, um, Jason Cundy. Yes, one of our co presenters here, of course. He is 50 years old today. What about?
3: Congratulations,
2: I'll Jason. always have that goal against uh, Ipswich uh, <laughs> fr- from a Spurs point of view. Um, and uh, he's given us the odd clip. Hasn't he, he has, He's given yeah. us the odd clip, Jay, over the years. And one thing he's always been great at is impressions. He always wows us. It's like having Luke Kempner he's and tremendous. John Colshaw in Honest, the room at all yeah, times. I can't tell the difference. Well, it is Cluffy uh, is brilliant and his Chris Eubank is stunning. So let's let's enjoy those uh, once again. A famous quote from Brian Clough during a training
3: exercise. You want bloody shooting, you know. Do you remember that quote? Do you want to take us to the break with the U
4: Bank impression? Um, I'll be doing Jason and Andy's a, very, a little bit later. On the Sports Bar.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's actually better than the other. That first was Welsh, one. wasn't Welsh, it?
2: Welsh Brian Clough. <laughs> it was a Welsh <laughs> Brian Clough that he did there. Good old Anyway, Jason. happy birthday, Jason. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Now, if you're watching The Apprentice uh, unfold series 15, wow. I know. Uh, uh, um, Sir Alan came in, didn't he? Yeah, Uh, before he was Lord. Before he was, yeah, he came in and uh, before the first series, actually. Of course, a guy called Donald Trump did the first one in the States. What happened to him? But anyway... Um, uh, Dean Armand is is in the series, if you're watching The Apprentice at the moment, and uh, he has sporting connections. He is a sports agent, and we're very pleased to say he joined us now. Dean, good to see you. Likewise. Yeah. Thank you for
5: having me. It's good to be
2: here. What's the whole kind of apprentice thing like to be involved with i mean what's the kind of audition
5: process how long ago was it when you first signed up i think it was what going back to january now Mm. uh, it is a crazy experience best thing i've ever done and it is so intense i think some people don't realize just how intense it is you've got no phone you're away from your family and you know you're in that isolated environment but best thing i've ever done really what made
3: you decide to do it um
5: i mean for me it was all about business i wanted to you know i want to win that 250k Um, And, you know, I'm very hopeful of that, so fingers crossed. That's good. (laughs) What was your route into
2: sports management? Your fine-edge cricket is your business, isn't it? That's
5: it, it. yeah, yeah. So I started my business at 15. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I naively messaged someone on LinkedIn. Uh, It was two English coaches, Ian Pont, Julian Fountain. Mm. Managed to get them a gig in uh, the Pakistan Super League. Went out during my uh, (laughs) half-term and just networked, really. Worked my socks off. And obviously, in the last two, three years, bigger clients. And, you know, it's what I do full-time now. How could you have that credibility at 15 to yeah. pull
2: something like that off? You just need a bit of utzpah, I take it. It certainly it? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs>
5: yeah it, it had its challenges, right? Um, and, you know, some people make certain judgments when you're 15, 16. I was a bit lucky, maybe I looked a bit older, but, you know, in the last two or three years it's become a lot more serious and, you know, my age is probably probably more of a positive uh, yes,
2: yeah. uh, you've been done some work with Ravi Bapar and uh, Herschel Gibbs and others. Yeah, so yeah, some yeah. so big hitters in the game. You've, you've you've been able to work with.
5: Yeah, exactly. Look, I'm only twenty, but I've been doing it for five years now, so I'm pretty experienced. Everyone knows me in the industry. I know people in the industry. So, you know, I enjoy it. And it's what I do, as I said, full time now. And
3: Ravi's move, we were saying, wasn't he? He's moved characters after having a brilliant season for us. He has. So that was a big, big, big move, move,
5: big talking point. Um, but look, I think he, he made his statements very clear. He's got some ambitions and, you know, I'm very hopeful that he's, he'll achieve them. Yeah. And, and still playing around the world, playing franchise cricket. Oh, Ravi's, amazing. I mean, his talent yeah. speaks for itself. His track record, played all around the world. Uh, incredibly talented player, so yeah. you know, fingers crossed. Good luck to him for for his Sussex move.
2: So, what's your what's your story then? How did you? Uh, what made you go into that area of things? Were other things you'd, you'd weighed up in the past? What made you um, suddenly move into
5: sports management at that age? Yeah, so I've always loved two things. Uh, From an early age, I was that kid selling uh, sweets at school, so you know business was always for me. But at the same time, sport, football, cricket, you name it, I loved it. Uh, And so I thought at 15, I combined the two. It was the obvious thing for me. I'm a very, you know, a lot of my skills are based around people skills, etc. And you know, I haven't looked back ever since. I've I've loved every single minute of it.
2: Wow. Are you looking to branch out into other sports as well, say Cricket First Love? Yeah, yeah.
5: I've got my football licence now, so that's something I'm slowly going into. When the time's right, I'll start representing players. But at the moment, you know, I'm five years into the cricket game, got some big names in my books, so I'm very, you know, humbled.
2: It's become a more lucrative business, really, cricket agency, because of the franchise cricket around the world. It's absolutely
5: crazy. You've got leagues every single month. Yeah, Um, guys you know the IPL being the big one but even right now T10's about to start Ravi's out there in South Africa another one of our boys uh, Mum and the Waz playing for Cape Town and it's just so lucrative Uh, they play the summer here at the English boys and they go around play, play around the world yeah I mean, it's
2: as long as well, Gladstone mm. Small we used to kind of go and sell insurance or something once, <laughs> or, or they'd go and coach, wouldn't they, in Australia <laughs> yeah, or South yeah, Africa? Yeah. They had to have a life outside of, yeah. of cricket. Really? I think he did. I think <laughs> Gladstone crazy. did something like that. I think he had a prop, like a lot of cricketers; they yeah. had proper jobs when yeah, the season yeah, yeah. was over. They had to go and work mm. for a living. So, I mean, yeah. but franchise cricket uh, allows them just to keep playing the game very exactly. lucratively, yeah. uh, basically all around the uh,
5: uh, the whole and year. A, yeah, and it's an exciting time for English guys as well with the hundred coming next year. It's got a lot of criticism, but what it's gonna do is allow three or four, five English guys, youngsters, to you know, hopefully play for England and around the world with the best players from around the world. So it's an exciting time for English cricket and sport in general.
3: What about sort of I mean footballers do a lot of sort of image right work and, and stuff away from the sport.
5: Is that the same in cricket? Yeah, definitely. So it's not as highlighted, but that, as an agency, as an agent, we're trying to highlight that. You know, say, mm. uh, you know, whoever signs for a contract for 100K, we would argue that 100K might not just be for performance, it could also be for their image rights. Um, and so we would argue that, yeah.
3: What about yeah. financial management? Because, I mean, we heard um, all the stuff with Saracens and whatever mm. happens with it. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. In the end, what Nigel Ray was trying to do, in one sense, was it not for the other clubs and all this, but, but was a good thing for the players. I mean, you know making that transition from playing to retirement is never easy. So do you get involved with that sort of financial planning and that sort of thing?
5: Athletes in any sport have such a short career, so it's our responsibility to make sure they're well advised uh, and for the long term. Whether that means getting their coaching badges, whether that means setting them up for another career, I know a lot of cricketers who've gone into you know, financial services, property stuff. So it's our responsibility to make sure that they're well yeah. skilled and well prepared.
2: I mm. think uh, we've not seen a great deal of this series. We'll be honest, myself and Andy. So we don't know whether you've had that moment in the boardroom yet with uh, yeah. with Lord Sugar.
5: It's been a roller coaster. I tell you <laughs> that. I've been in the bottom three uh, three times so far. <laughs> last week he, he flipped a coin so he's, he's fired someone right Asha, and then he gets a coin out of his pocket and I'm thinking Lord Sugar's gonna flip a coin to see who he's gonna fire out of me and uh, someone else Lottie Damn. and luckily it weren't that it was about who he was gonna make PM he, asked, he said Dean what, what side are you uh, calling I said heads and it was heads, so pressure's on this week. Because ah. uh, what does that mean? Cross change? Oh, project yeah, manager, project managers, prime minister. No, so. yeah. They're <laughs> not prime minister.
2: <laughs>
3: not not no, he, was a new he, doesn't <laughs> be, he doesn't have that power. <laughs> Maybe one
5: day. Fingers <laughs> <Yeah>. crossed.
3: <laughs> it's hard being the project manager because you often oh. take the blame, don't you? The if it goes horribly on. wrong.
5: And as I said, I've been in there three times. So yeah, yeah fingers crossed. The pressure's on. But
2: that see. moment when you walk out and you've basically you've you and the other person that survived goes out because or you and you've stiffed somebody in the ballroom and they've been fired. Yeah. And then you have to go outside and do. That kind of slightly fake hug, where you say goodbye to them. That's uh, that, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Occasionally, you get yeah, the cold it shoulder. I
5: mean, I made some lifelong friends in there, uh, and I got on well with everyone pretty much. So yeah. you know, it's always it's always difficult. And you know, some people say, "Oh, is it real?" The whole boardroom thing. It's it's all real. It's so tense. And in the second week, for example, my net was on the line. You know, he was talking about whether, who who he was going to fire, and you know, luckily it weren't me. But you know. It just shows uh, it's how real it was my my face i literally look like i'm about to cry of
3: um, he's not the same off air as he's all warm and cuddly. It like, <laughs> it's, like it's like
5: a completely different man.
2: so cuddly he's like a big he does look like it does
5: look like nookie the bear Not at all. He does, he's, he's not exactly necessarily yeah it? It he's yeah. exactly i mean people ask me what he's like he's exactly like how he comes yeah, across the he when the cameras stop rolling yeah we've met him
2: a few yeah, times Yeah, yeah. Oh, know, he's, exactly, look, there's, no it's just sli- it's slightly turned up to 11 but still
3: yeah, yeah,
5: yeah look yeah. 250k is a lot of money so you yeah i can understand him he wants to judge you know, judge everyone, test people's character, their business acumen, and for me that makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. And for a
3: bloke like you, he's, he is kind of a role model, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah, a self-made yeah. man. He's done brilliantly, you know. So exactly, yeah.
2: yeah. So uh, of course, a man with a background in sport. Yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. yeah that's right. And you be a few West Ham players.
2: You'll be tapping up Karen Brady. Well, yeah, you take yeah, business. I've got a great relationship with Karen, um, <laughs> and obviously I <laughs> built that
5: relationship with her. So what she's done at West Ham's been yeah. incredible, so brilliant. Well, we wish you well for the rest. Thank of you this very series. much, uh, Dean. Appreciate and uh, as far and
3: as this interview goes, Dean you're fired. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> thanks, guys. Good to see you. Dean uh, sports agent and uh, still very much in The Apprentice, so uh, keep an eye out for him. The Hawksby and Jacob's Daily Podcast from TalkSport. That's it. That's this afternoon's show. Um, we uh, return tomorrow from 1, and as always, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacob's Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every
1: weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport.